You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kapow, the pop-cultured podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. I'm back. He's back! Uh, yeah, it was a Gen Con. Give you a quick rundown. There was a lot of people there. There's a lot of games. It's a lot of fun. All right. It was good. I do have to say, somebody posted a picture, several people posted a picture of, yeah. like, the entryway before it opened. Yes. And all the people... Yeah. And I did kind of a Where's Waldo to try to spot a girl. And it took me a few <laughs> minutes, but I found one. <laughs> yeah. They're in there. They're usually behind. They're cordoned off. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there was a, many of the female persuasion there, but yeah, I bet in that first. That's, yes, yeah, that's a terrible generalization, yeah. but the photo I saw just right. happened well, they to the not one, have any females. Yeah, they weren't the ones clamoring to get <laughs> right. in the first day, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I remember, uh, Looking ever, I look down over the rail every year at the huge crowd of people. And it's just, it's a little intimidating, but it's not, it's, it isn't, the place is so huge that it really is not bad. I try to tell everybody, if this is sold out, I can live with that. You know, it's still, you're still fine, unless you're like agoraphobic, mm. which you may be. Yeah. You know, they're out there. Um, yeah, we had a great time. This is neat few little announcements they had mid-con that was kind of neat. They were like, Fantasy Flight is huge about waiting till the last minute about announcing what games they were, they're going to come out, have coming out. They had like that uh, Twilight Imperium is a huge, one of the longest game board games there is. People always say it's so epic to play. I'm a little intimidated by the whole idea. I already seem to take too long to play a short game. So... They came out with a new version of that, TI4, which everybody was excited about. And I could have bought, but I didn't because, like I said, I wasn't super into it. But then, like, a day and a half into the con, they I put some pictures up on our site. They announced their Star Wars Legion miniatures game, mm-hmm. which is just gorgeous. But I don't paint miniatures, so I'm not going to play with gray miniatures, especially after I've seen this cool stuff. Well, who would? Yeah. I just don't, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for the people that paint miniatures, but no, I've, I've had people paint them for me before for things that I do am into, but. Now, exactly how big of a bag of games did you come home with? I, I came home with a table full of stuff, but yeah, I mean, I, I waited till the last day. I was like, okay, we're getting everything right now. We parked as close as we possibly could. (laughs) (laughs) I, I bought a, I only bought like, Three board games, but I kind of went nuts on RPG supplies for our campaign we run. One guy actually talked me out of spending $200 at his booth. Wow. I was like, why are you not letting me buy everything? I just went up to it and I was like, okay, I've got rid of my son who I don't want to see that I'm buying this because he's in the group. I want to be a big surprise. And I was like, I want the biggest thing and I want all of it. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is, but, but he, he was like, Oh, I really want to sell that to you, but I don't because he's getting ready to do a Kickstarter and he wants me, 
he wants to have people participate in that and it will be a part of it. So it made sense what he was saying. He's like, I could sell this to you right now, but if you're definitely going to get it, it's going to be cheaper on the Kickstarter and it depends how fast you need it. He's like, but if he had some people out there who had already used it and could give you a a testimonial, like, Hey, this was a a fun time. Actually he did because this, the product I wanted was an older one and he has a new one coming out and he's just going to include this as part of it. Mm -hmm. Basically he just wants more people, people to participate in his Kickstarter. And he says, as long as you don't need it by Christmas, you'll have it before then. I was like, Okay, you don't want me to spend two hundred dollars. I got it. I just know I was just telling Jordan before we, before we started. Nick stopped over at my house, and I was like, "Okay, how much stuff did you buy?" He's like, <laughs> "We came home with like a whole bag full of games and stuff. Oh yeah, we bought so much stuff. Oh yeah, it's great. So are these like exclusive type things you can't get yeah. anywhere else, or are you are there vendors there selling like?" cheaper things that there, you know, you've been looking for both yeah there's everything there's stuff you can't get yet there's stuff you that's been out for years and there's stuff that they're just trying you know trying out see if people will like it if they need to make it they might have like you know some you know just new, new things but anyway the we uh we got it all we got <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah, I, I, it was really, it's really great. I mean, you know, like we walked the halls for four days. We, we lived it up. You can, I mean, you can do the whole thing in a day if you wanted to. I, I've decided this year you could because the first day I, I walked every aisle and I saw everything, but then I did it the next three days also and I kept rediscovering things and it's just, it's awesome. Did you do any gaming while you were there? Uh, yeah, you, there, it's everywhere. You can sign up for games beforehand, which, which we've always done, but usually I'm setting, like last year, we're setting playing a game that Thursday morning and I'm looking over the rail at thousand people getting ready to go in. I'm like, I want to be one of those dudes down there. <laughs> I want to be game bro down there in front of the doors. So usually I'm like, I wish I was walking the game hall right now. But anyway, if when you're in the big hall there, every vendor is showing you how to play games. I mean, there's you can just go right there and play the new game. I mean, so it's just it's just mecca, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But anyway, I I I've got this new table. I've got games. We need to have a game night. You guys got to come over, play some games. Yeah, or, for for anybody that doesn't know or have, didn't see the post you put up a few weeks ago. You bought like a new kitchen table. Yes. Well, how much do you think a kitchen table is? Like, if you got a nice, much a kitchen, I sold furniture for sixteen. I forgot who I was talking to. (laughs) I've never bought a kitchen table, so I have no idea. Get a kitchen. No. Well, yeah. (laughs) I always get hand me downs. Well, you know, that you're going to spend. I mean, did you you saw it with the top on and everything? It's a nice, perfectly nice black dining room table. Right. It looks great. It's and also it, a transformer. It's yeah, also, it yes. Yeah. You take those off. <laughs> it's a, it's got the recessed, you know, just a mm-hmm. little lower inside the railing and you can put different color mats on top of it. And it's just, it's just a nice way to, you can have a game set what, up. What is that inside there? Is that like velvet? Is that, <laughs> um, what is that velvet? <laughs> That's from a movie. Uh, um, the, it's it's just a a, saw, a spongy surface, a mat, a game mat, like so a mouse pad. That, so your it's, stuff doesn't move. It's yeah, it's very much like a mouse pad. And if you were going to play 
Um, a game that had cards, it's easier to pick a card up because yeah, it gives. You don't have to slide it off the edge of the table. Um, but yeah, there's this came with four different colors, which I actually haven't received those yet. It mm-hmm. was part of a Kickstarter, and I talked to the guy at Gen Con that made it, and he said within a couple weeks I should have those. But I bought a different mat to last me till then, that purple mm-hmm. one in the pictures. Right. But and it's got cup holders and stuff. But anyway. If you want to buy one a game table, it's extremely expensive. It's for, I mean, Geek Chic was the name of one of the big companies for a long time. They went under actually, but they, it's it costs. <laughs> were they the ones that were on uh, Shark Tank? I remember a guy oh. on Shark Tank one time demonstrating a table, and you know these billionaire mm. sharks were like, "Now who would use this?" And I'm like, "I know somebody who would." And it Does was it a have yeah. cup holder. Yeah, yeah right. so the cup holders came out. It unfolded. Oh, yeah. It looked it looked just like the one yeah. you had. So it yeah. could have been. The they same do. Company. They do everything. There's there's a million different kinds of tables, but usually they start out at like two grand. And I'm just like, okay, maybe someday, but that's never going to happen. I'd have to be buried in it. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Can I saw the legs off and you put me underground? <laughs> right. In the nice velvet lining. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be com- <laughs> comfortable forever. But they, anyway, this guy from BoardGameTables.com came out with a Kickstarter last year, last June, where you could get involved. And he's like, if I do enough of these in bulk... I can make this affordable for everyone, so I got it with all the bells and whistles it would come with mm-hmm. for this cheaper. I was, it was, I was right at about a thousand dollars. And if you go buy a table, oh, you're yeah. pretty much going to spend that anyway. If you're going to get a decent one, so I got the one I wanted for that. You know, so anyway, need to have a game night sometime. I got a million. Ga- I got a game on, based on the cube, Jordan. Cube, <laughs> we're all in the cube. And let's go with that segue into some big TV news. Oh, Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, fairy, run. That's what I do. I dream, and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Aha, uh-huh. in what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights... Violent That's what she said. Movie. Tell us all about Jordan. What's the big news? Oh, I didn't write this down, but I'll tell uh, her, I yeah, the down. director of Cube. I almost said the Cube, but right. it's just Cube, the original, the horror film from the nineteen nineties, very low budget. I think he made when he was still either fresh out of film school or still in film school. He is directing the pilot of Tremors. Right, Vincenzo Natale, I believe. Sounds is correct to me. But a real quality, low-budget filmmaker, a guy who can spin gold with no money being spent on my favorite franchise, Tremors, I got me very excited. And he did one of I, I, It's like picking your favorite child, but he did one of the great episodes on Westworld last year, Dissonance Theory, which was, you know... Which was great. He did, he did a good job. And yeah, his whole recent career has been on quality, t- you know, prestige TV dramas. Right. So this is still sci-fi network and I still don't have a date on this, but, uh, but that, I thought that was, that was huh. good. Made me excited. I'm not even a huge Tremors fan, but I'm, a, I still, I, I like it. And what else we got TV? Game of Thrones. I got to talk about this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to listen to an episode. Not that I did. I didn't listen to you guys' episode. I'm just <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> no, it's funny to listen to an episode. I'm not here. I'm like, 
man, I, I would have said this here. <laughs> no, but when you're talking about Game of Thrones, and you're right, it is fan service. It oh, is, yeah. it is fan fiction. They wa- they made six seasons of the show, and then they quit having the books to go by anymore. And you can tell. And it is so fan fiction. Like anything you ever wanted is happening yep. now. And I'm, you know what? I'm a fan. I like that stuff. All the stuff I ever wanted to happen. I'm, sure. I'm into that. Except for one thing. <laughs> the, one of the things that you struggle with through the first six seasons is the fact that it takes so long to get anywhere. People travel yeah, the for timeline. People travel for seasons of this show. No one has seen each other since the first season. Most major characters have not interacted. And then all of a sudden, it, boom, you can get from here to there. Everybody's seen everybody. Yep. In you can like run from the episode. north, from the north to the south. You like can run. Yes. Ten, ten Literally, minutes. they tell a guy, run back there and get help. I'm like, it took six seasons for so and so to get to so and so. And you want him to run back this episode. And they did. And yep. it happened. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Still, still, I'm not, you know, I'm not as hard on it as most people mm-hmm. because I still enjoyed, I mean, this last episode, oh my gosh, oh, I yeah. wasn't spoiled for it, mm-hmm. which makes it that much better. Please yes. don't spoil yourselves. You know, this don't last episode it. of the seventh season is out there also. Don't, don't do it because it's the little things, you know, I really hated though. I'm not going to name the character, but the character that shows up at the very end well, on the horse, mm-hmm. give me yeah. a break. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, I love the show. Still love the show. I just think they really are trying, trying why why doesn't didn't HBO say no, this is gonna yeah, be ten I, seasons. <laughs> you know, we want right. they want HBO certainly isn't against yeah. this running forever. This is their highest rated thing. It's the biggest thing going. So, I don't know why we're in such a hurry. It feels like we're in a hurry to end it right now. Oh, they're doing everything. But, I don't know. It's yeah, it it, it does. It, it almost has a totally different feel just because we've been tortured for so many seasons. Every time we gain just an inch on you know our favorite characters winning or getting ahead, it's all you know the rug is pulling out from underneath us. And this year, it's just like, hey, whatever you want, guys. Relationships that have taken years and seasons to mature and in. in have intricacies to them. Now all of a sudden two people can meet and be in love within yeah. five minutes. I'm like, and all in one scene. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it's what we wanted though. It's what we were right. wishing I for. Mean, that's the know. thing that's weird. I struggle. I struggle guys. Uh, while we're on HBO here, room one Oh four. No one's watched that. You have, you have HBO. You I do. That. I have not watched Duplass it. brothers. It's kind of their sci-fi show. If Michael was stealing HBO correctly, he'd be watching it. That's true. Um, I've watched the first four episodes mm-hmm. and they're all weird as heck. And usually that's not my thing. And I'm cool with it so far. There, there's been some high and low points, but they've got renewed for season two. It's, it's hmm. getting good reviews. It's all taking place in. You know, room 104 of this hotel, motel, I believe, right. and it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I just haven't gotten there yet. And the deuce, <laughs> you know, twice the... Oh, it's my favorite actor in the whole world. <laughs> twice the James Franco all the time. He's playing twins. Uh, September 10th, and they had a, a, a second trailer about that come out mm-hmm. just within the last day or two. And you can actually go online, I guess, right now and watch episode one on the HBO Go or HBO oh, Now okay. or whatever you can. I'm not going to bother getting in a hurry, but 
It's out there. I, I will. I will just say my wife is excited to watch that. It she, looks good. So I'm sure I will be forced to watch it. Yeah, that's good. I can't wait to hear you. I will, we'll, we'll talk it up. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait. I'll be. I, I can't wait to go at it over <laughs> some dueling Francos. <laughs> and James Gunn is supposedly writing a Starsky and Hutch TV show. Yeah, I saw like a reboot there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I never know if I ever did. I, I don't think I was. There wasn't one with Ben Stiller and yeah, Snoop I mean, Doggy how do you Dog. Yeah, that? <laughs> <laughs> was it Ben Stiller and I assume Owen Wilson, Wilson, Snoop Doggy Dog, James uh, Franco, Jason Bateman? Was it James Franco? No. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's James it's Gunn, nice. though. It might be fun. Yeah. And I saw a date for Riverdale. Do you guys see the date yet? No. October 11th is hmm. when it premieres. I'm getting pretty excited. Thinking oh, about the last time we Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I saw, I didn't see a date. All I saw was the picture one of us shared of a crossover episode that. Yeah, I shared that. I saw yeah. where, well, that it, I don't think that is a crossover. I, I don't know what that is. Supergirl was I don't there. Either, she was in her uniform. She, she, up, she just showed up on set, or is it going to be think some she just, sort of? The what I read along with it was she just showed up on set, but but I had to share it. Well, they are doing a comic book mini series. Betty and Veronica meet Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Oh, okay. so they're crossing them over in the comic uh-huh. pages. So it's not out of the realm. Hey, yeah, Cara oh, could happen. Could I'm all right for it. We got a lot of filler episodes this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Um, the only other thing I have on TV before I'll let you guys say something. Jetsons live action TV show on ABC. Let me think about that. They do um, not like the Jetsons, Cliff? No, the Jetsons are fine. I just one can't the, possibly, the, I can't figure out how they're going to work like, it's going to have to be completely different because just the whole minorities being involved perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, you know, it's a very, has a very past attitude towards, you know, how the characters interact with each other and the family dynamic. Well, I don't know how they're going to do George Jetson because he's like the most annoying character. <laughs> like he's just over the top annoying. So, mm-hmm. and I assume he'd be the main character. So I don't, I don't know. And are they going to try and make it? Because the Jetsons, you know, it's it's a futuristic view from like the 1960s. Hey, we're so, not there yet. <laughs> well, are, I know are we're you not, in flying I mean, cars? Are or? they going to update it, or are they going to make it kind of look kind of? I don't have a robot with an apron on. <laughs> you don't. I, I think the only <laughs> you, you spent all your money on that table. <laughs> <laughs> you got a robot over there. Two houses down, they got freaking robots with aprons on. <laughs> and yeah. cats that I shoo That's your right. way. <laughs> I, I, the only way I see this working is to have it retro and like tongue in cheek, just mm-hmm. sort of, you know, fashion will look like throwback, but you know, I, I, I can't see it being like Westworld or like ultra high technology. Yeah, no, no, no. It just doesn't. No, it has to be jokey. It, you know, it has to be making fun of it. That's all I have in TV. So what do you guys got? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to bring up Preacher and. Oh. Yeah, this week, it went there. It went there? It went there. The one, have you read the comic? Yeah. I didn't read the last couple of trades. I just didn't. I mean, I only read it by trade. Yeah. Like, I was late to the show, 
And I just kept, and I read it, and I was just, I'm almost interested in it the whole time. Because there's so much hype. It took me a long time to get through it. I kind of put it down yeah. and didn't get back to it. I finally finished it, but it wasn't gripping me to get get through the That's story. That's how, exactly how I've been. But if you think back to what you've read and the one thing you think they wouldn't possibly do on TV, I won't spoil it because this episode was kind of a big reveal, but they <laughs> they went there. Okay. And One Million Moms is boycotting right now and telling people <laughs> oh, wow. ABC, they've petitioned ABC to pull, or AMC, right. to pull it off the air because they have blasphemed and they have, <laughs> they have mocked our cultural Hmm. Traditions and values. Now I'm interested. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, I I was recording it and then I finally just stopped. I I watched. I haven't even watched this season at all. I just. But they've changed a lot from the comics. They've changed the characters' relationships. They've changed plot lines. They've changed characters around. But kind of the most offensive thing you can possibly do. They, they didn't that. change. That was like very, very close. Is that why they put it in there? I, I wonder. Because, I mean, what would he got? To I lose? mean, we yeah. essentially we should be their core audience, and we're not watching the show. So we're in that alternate future where everything we wished for when we were fourteen came true, yeah. and we don't want it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did this to ourselves. Yeah, I, I'm. You're actually the reason I'm not watching it because I've not heard great reviews from you. I've heard great, good reviews from different places, but. If you're not loving it, I'm just like. I think maybe if you could just sit down and binge the whole season mm-hmm. and fast forward a little bit, I think it would be better. But this waiting from week to week, it has just been such slow going. And I said they've changed things, like the relationship between Tulip and Jesse in the comic just works so well for me. It's now, yes, it's early '90s, and there's some right. a little bit of misogyny and that toxic masculinity, as people like to say. But it, I don't know something about him. You know, being a man and his quest to find God and, you know, his, his family and all this stuff and how that related to Tulip, you know, this kind of ne'er-do-well girl he's loved since he was a kid. That, the relationship is what kept me turning the pages and going on. The plot kind of lost me after a while, but the, the, the show just hasn't sold me on that relationship. It's just like, oh, they were ex, ex-lovers who've met again and they're trying to rekindle something. Like, right. it's such a generic so, relationship yeah, on so TV. So simplified, I agree. And the, if, and the, the show hasn't thrown plot enough to make up for that lacking. So I, I mean, it's not a bad show, but it's just, it's wasting a lot of potential. Since we're kind of done with TV, uh, off topic here a little bit in between. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I saw some news today. Um, yeah, and I don't have the and you're, in front it's, of me. I, I've got it all. Okay. There, you're so, going to Disney World. Yes. So this is the problem. This is at Disneyland. Yeah, because I was all like, for a second, I was like, Cliff is going to get to do this. Yeah. And that sounds so cool to me. They have that, uh, what was the ride? Tower, Tower Terror. Terror. Yeah. Now it's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission. colon. Sorry, colon. Colon. Mission Breakout. And that's what, that's the new thing. Yeah. It sounds good. Great. It, and it's a pretty cool ride. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, the ride mechanism itself is the same. Right. But the story is great. They've added some stuff in there. Um, they have a excellent rocket raccoon that's a animatronic figure. Right. That's state of the art. Excellent. So they, from September 15th yes. to October 31st, they are going that will, it will be just like that during, during the, day. the day. During the day. And then as it becomes night, they're going to pop, 
the lights are going to change. There's going to, it's the whole thing's going to change. Different seventies punk music. Yeah. There's a song called Monsters After Dark is going to start and it's going to be called Guardians of the Galaxy colon yeah. Monsters After Dark. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a whole different story. You go yep. and ride the ride again. It's completely changed. It's going to be monsters it's, that basically have taken over the asylum. Yeah, it's a continuation of the daytime experience. Yeah, they left Groot behind, mm-hmm. and Rocket has to stave off the monsters from Groot right. through the whole ride. And I'm like, that would be so fun to go ride that yeah. two times. I love it. I, I love the idea of it. I was like, Cliff would be all over this, <laughs> and it's not you don't get to do because, it. Because, first of all... <laughs> I do yeah, get a little no, joy from that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get to do it either. <laughs> um, but it's such an innovative idea in the world of theme parks. To nobody does this. Nobody takes an attraction and that seems like a pain in the ass. ass. And right. then it changes at night. I mean, it's, only not, Disney. Yeah, land anyway. Disney land. I always thought they had the worser Disney Disney out there, and we had the good one down here. Um, it's just down different. here, like we're close. Yeah, like we're we're on the east. Cliff is twitching. Of like, where do my loyalty lie? All Cliff is thinking is, it, tell me this hurricane's going to be over by the time I go this year. <laughs> yes, yes. This. Mm, mm. I just days. wanted to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. I, it just hit today, so I'm very anxious to see. Uh, you know, if this is really popular, if we start to see more of it in other parts. Well, if that moves us to movies, save. Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under roof! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. Ha! 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 Okay, let's do movies. I picked up the Guardians Volume 2 Blu-ray. Oh, good for you. And it was excellent. Um, lots of special, I don't know who, if everyone likes special features like I do, but it has James Gunn commentary, which he's always fairly entertaining. It's got four featurettes on, you know, all the normal stuff, visual effects and things. Obviously the gag reel. Um, there are four deleted scenes on there, and I won't spoil them, but a couple of them are just sort of they let the camera run and they did some, you know, riffing and improving with Chris Pratt. And then there are a couple that are a little more story, story wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's one of, uh, Sean Gunn explaining how the Zune works. <laughs> and they're like saying they're looking at the Zune. It's like, oh, it's got that many stuff. Like they did. That's just them riffing. <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 the money you spend on it is well worth it for the three minute David Hasselhoff music video mm. for the song that played on the end credits, the right. They, the sleepers. Yes, they mm-hmm. built there, they, they filmed a 70s-ish mm-hmm. disco music video for it, and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> but I did want to ask, you guys both have Amazon Prime, I assume. Yes, yep. Well, I went on, the, the day this came out on Blu-ray, I went on Amazon, that's where I do my comparison shopping, and I looked yes. to see what the price was and what special features it had on it, and I looked and it says, this is not available for two to five weeks. Have you heard of any of this? It said this is this Blu-ray is for Prime customers only. So if you have Amazon Prime, you could order Guardians the day it came out and get it, what, two-day shipping. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have Prime, they would not send you Guardians of the Galaxy for a month. I don't know anything about that. Huh. And 
many of the one-star reviews on Guardians were like, what's good? Hold me hostage for Prime. And that's the first time I've seen this, so I didn't know if you guys had heard anything about it. I don't know. But they are literally selling things on different schedules. But you... So you could order it anywhere else and get it. I, like I, if Walmart had it, you know, it's so on it's the, on why, store shelves. That doesn't even make any sense. I walked out to the Red Box uh, Wednesday morning, and Red Box had it. Where do you, you walked out to the Red well, Box? Well, from from work. There's a Red <laughs> oh, Box. Machine. I was like, "There's one in your driveway." <laughs> I'm using that's how many movies that's we watch. Pretty yeah. convenient, <laughs> even for me. But I was like, "Holy, holy cow!" The how is Guardians 2 already in the red box? So. Yeah, that's why I, I can't believe they would, you know, yeah, I, fight themselves, you know, yeah, here to... They're going to cost themselves sales tr- thinking people are going to sign up. And I don't know, maybe it's just for the big, you know, this was the number one selling Blu-ray in the country this week, obviously. Hmm. So I don't know if it's just a one-week thing. Just, I don't get it. I haven't seen any news about it or anything, but I just happened to notice it when I went on Amazon, hmm. and I thought that doesn't seem like a good way to no, not at all to move DVDs. Well, what do you guys think of the? Speaking of uh, Michael Knight, he's wanting to do a David Hasselhoff's wanting to, you know, he's he's he's, he's <laughs> grasping at straws here. He thinks there should be a Knight Rider movie done. But he doesn't want it jokey like Baywatch. He's not happy about how Baywatch went down. <laughs> he wants it to be... I don't know anybody that is. Yeah. And he wants it to be more like Logan, he said. <laughs> That's interesting. I just heard this news story listening to the Dueling Ogres this afternoon. Ooh. Their newest episode, they're bringing this up. And neither one of them knew anything about Knight Rider. What? They must be younger than us. Because they were like, I thought maybe you would watch it. Like, I thought you watched it. He's like, what's it about? A car? I don't know. Oh so they had no, so if we drop some like real Knight Rider knowledge on our listeners, we've won up the, the dueling. Well, I know that so. the voice of the car was the principal on Boy Meets World. That's exactly. True. <laughs> so William, that's, that's William Daniels. I also know there was a toy line because the Michael Knight. <laughs> Figure is the one Michael dug up out of the one he buried. Somebody yeah. buried in his yard. It's the one he dug True up. True story, in people. True story. I watched it as a kid. I know. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I did. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't remember I a ton of standout episodes or anything. Yeah, just a cool, cool car with a you know just Firebird, I believe, with a uh, unfull steering wheel. Um, a turbo boost. That's turbo what I boost. Always, that's I always wanted to just hit the turbo boost. Yeah. That that Same. turbo boost would solve whatever problem there was that yeah. week. He pulled, didn't he pull in the back of a truck like Spy Hunter? Yeah, exactly like yeah. that. They probably don't know what Spy Hunter is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One upped by Kapow. <laughs> Boom. Anyway, but then, so of course, like laughing in his face, it's, it appears that there is a script in development for Knight Rider movie. That is being written like they are in hopes of casting. They haven't yet casting John Cena as Michael Knight and Kevin Hart as the voice of the car. That's the script and development. Well, I don't think that's going to be Logan. No, it doesn't, <laughs> you don't think, it doesn't say Logan. You don't think this is Logan. However, that is kind of funny that The Rock played Hasselhoff's character from Baywatch and John Cena could play Michael mm-hmm. Knight. Yeah. I don't know. But they've if, done, yeah, they've done like Knight Rider 2000. They've tried reboots and restarts yeah, and never, just people aren't that interested at the series moment. Series very much yeah. 
of its time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all have smartphones that talk to us. Right. Having a car that with a limited vocabulary. Yeah, but it talks like Kevin Hart. (laughs) I don't know. Is that the way to go with the funny voice being the car, or should it be a funny guy with a serious voice in the car? I don't. I don't know. I'm probably not going to go see any any version. I don't remember Kit being especially funny. No, he wasn't. He was. I mean, was was kind of sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, dry British humor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just <laughs> okay, there's a huge announcement. All DC movies are now going to be Joker movies. Yes. That's of great. None of them will be part of the DC Expanded Universe. <laughs> so, everyone happy about that? Everybody but Let's Batman. start through this for a second. <laughs> yes, how many continuities are there? <laughs> yeah, DC is basically like embarrassing themselves with the daily reports of more movies and how they aren't attached to each other and I don't know what the hell's going on. And Michael's not here so we can let DC have it. There's oh, no man. one to stick up for. Put it wow. to him. Oh, you mean I don't have to listen to the hooey dooey and Louie of DC in here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't understand because the CW television shows are all linked together. Yeah. But and, not to the movies. But but in the movie universe, nothing is related to each anything. dumber than the next. <laughs> <laughs> so it almost seems like they don't even have a plan, and they're just kind of winging it as they go. What? I mean, I can't. They're believe trying to see. Wait, they're believe. just keep announcing things till somebody says that sounds good, and that's the one they're going to make. <laughs> well, they had they were going to do. There's going to be a Suicide Squad two. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be Gotham City Sirens. None of these have been canceled. They're all gonna, there's gonna be, every movie has Joker in it. Gotham City Sirens is gonna be a thing. Now they've got that, uh, a Joker movie produced by Martin Scorsese Ugh. and directed by the guy who did The Hangover. And this is true story. And then there's still gonna be another movie with Harley. Joker and Harley yeah. Quinn. And I don't know what's going on because uh, I, the, the Scorsese news. I clicked on that because that right, didn't seem to. true <laughs> or possible. But the idea of I think it said set in the gritty eighties. It's kind of a Joker origin story. I think they even used Jack Napier as the. Mm. It's about a gangster named Jack who you know his or which I thought that could be interesting, but not in the DC universe they've built so far. Right, that doesn't really fit. Yeah, nothing so, could be interesting yeah, in that universe. <laughs> But again, if this is a whole new continuity and it doesn't tie into anything, then I guess just go for it, whatever. I don't know. I feel like I don't even want to talk about it anymore. But those, yeah, those those scenes from The Killing Joke, you know, where he is a washed up comedian who gets sucked in, you know, the mob has him mm-hmm. do a thing as the Red Hood. Like, that could be an interesting noir kind of crime movie. But I said, I don't feel like it fits the versions we've been seeing lately. Well, at the same time, there's still rumors going on, on around uh, Justice League leading into Flashpoint. Mm. And, and, and that's a completely different universe. Well, this could be like, I mean, I've heard Flashpoint could set up a whole different universe. Yeah. I mean, who knows what they're going to do with that. I did hear Wonder Woman's probably going to be in that, which was which makes that sound a little better. Because Gal Gadot makes every movie better. Um, I do want to announce this. Joker. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, can't hurt. Um, I want to bring this up because we got a Jesse out there that wants to. I, he wishes he could go see this. I'm sure. I'd like to. I wouldn't mind seeing if it was closer. But in Columbus during Documentary Week, 
starting in September, first week of September, they're going to be showing at the Gateway Film Center on North High Street the 30 Years of Garbage Pail Kids documentary. Did you guys collect those stickers? I vaguely remember having a few. I did. I never got really big into it, but it was like, oh, I have some of these. These are weird. Like I didn't obsess over them, and it wasn't like... They weren't banned in my house. You know, some parents flipped out over them and things like that. So it was just sort of, yeah, I remember them from childhood, but it wasn't real strong. Yeah, that's kind of how I was. I remember like, them being a thing. Yeah. Um, they got, like it came with gum or something. Yeah. yeah, they had some stickers. People, you stick them on your notebook or whatever, right, on your trapper. Were they stickers or were they like baseball cards? I like thought each they, pack would have a sticker in yeah, it, I think, and then there yeah, were cards too. Both. They, and then like a puzzle on the back there. Okay. Yeah, you could make puzzles mm. and things. They, uh, I mean, I more remember just the Cabbage Patch Kids they were based on. Yeah, that was. Well, yeah, I'm sure the story behind that is fascinating. Yeah, for oh, this I, movie. If, I'm interested. You know, I'm, you know, Art Spiegelman worked for them, and other artists who went on to much bigger things, and he said the lawsuits that came out of it, and the. the I imagine they've got like, one out for my grandma because she made a whole bunch of knockoff Cabbage Patch. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, anyway, I was gonna. I'll tell you the. I remember the creepy ass movie. That thing was the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> there was a garbage pail kid. Yes. Yeah. Oh, live, live yeah. action. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, this documentary will air at, at the, let's see, the Gateway Film Center. September 1st at 4.30, September 3rd at 7 p.m., and September 5th at 9.30 p.m. So if you're in the Columbus area at that time, watch it. I'll be there like a week later. Or I would, I'd pop in and watch it or see what it, I didn't even know they were doing a documentary yeah. film festival and that sounds really good. I'm, I wish there was more film festivals near here. So, so is Jesse going to this? No, he seemed to lament that he was not going to be able to. So, okay. but I think it's had to be streaming fairly soon. Oh, I would it, assume it'll, it'll probably be on yeah. Prime. Yeah, it'll be available before too long. Yeah, that's, I'm interested. I'll watch it. Um, I have not heard you guys say anything about Gremlins 3. There's Gremlins 3 talk. Did you know this? There's everything talk. It's all just talk until it's Chris Columbus. But Chris Columbus, the guy that he wrote Gremlins, right? And Goonies. Neither of which was, I miss, I, at the time I did, I I mean, I think I watched Gremlins at the time, but I didn't watch Goonies at the time. I, I think I was just a little past that mm-hmm. and but anyway you were the josh brolin character yes. not the other yes, yes exactly and i uh but he's yeah he did gremlins goonies christmas with the cranks what more could you want but he's written a script uh that's twisted and dark and it, it's ready so it's about basically it's if all the gremlins come from getting gizmo wet you know shouldn't he be eliminated that's the story. So it's he said he's cute and all, but and it's not his fault. But too many people are dying. So do you think that's that's going there? <laughs> that went there, and yeah. that I could see that in a lot of ways because Gremlins and Gremlins Two are totally two totally completely different movies. Yeah, I never saw the second. I mean, one. they don't even. I mean, the second one is a comedy. It's a straight up comedy. Yeah, I saw the second one. Back then, yeah. and I remember not quite getting it. Like, what am I watching? And I rewatched it recently, and I kind of felt the same way. Like, yeah. I get this. Like, I, I get the point you're making, but I didn't think it was. I mean, it's a cult classic. A lot of people love it. Yeah, but I, I just didn't. It didn't work for me. I still love the original too much. 
Yeah, I watched the original within the last year, and that was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I decided to bring that up because I w- wasn't sure if you knew that that they were gonna kill Gizmo. It's for the best. <laughs> it had to happen sooner or later. Too many people are dying. According <laughs> to that. Uh, I had one here. Michael and I both watched the movie. Well, I guess we'll talk about it when he's here. Um, that's about it in movies, unless you have something. Uh, just a few Wonder Woman things. Okay. Patty Jenkins wants equal pay for Wonder Woman 2, and for some reason that's controversial. Okay. <laughs> she wants a raise and a payday like a man would get. Did you, you, I assume you saw the whole James Cameron, Cameron. And that was the other part, yeah, that he says he had some criticism for Wonder Woman. But, I, you know, idea. as the man who created Sarah Connor and Ripley, I mean, very important female heroes, he thought Wonder Woman was a step back, he called it. So, I just think that's a different character. Like, you know, these tortured heroes. She's a guy. That's not what Wonder Woman was. That, be, Sarah yeah. Connor, I mean, the criticism is, that he he's thinking she's such a hero because she's a guy. She acts like a guy. Sarah Connor is a bad mother. He even says yeah. and all that. It's like okay, well, let me just. I'm not gonna say what was said. I'll just read what was said by both of them. He said all of the self congratulatory back patting Hollywood's been doing over Wonder Woman has been so misguided. She's an objectified icon, and it's just male Hollywood doing the same old thing. I'm not saying I didn't like the movie, but to me, it's a step backwards. Sarah Connor was not a beauty icon. She was strong. She was troubled. She was a terrible mother, and she earned the respect of the audience through pure grit. And to me, the benefit of characters like Sarah is so obvious. He didn't have as many O's. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bet he did. <laughs> I mean, half the audience is female, he said. and Which I don't disagree with that. But to me, that's not Wonder Woman. No, that's, that's, that's where people have the problem of going to, like, okay, uh, in order to be a strong female hero, you have to be strong, like a guy, and all this, and Patty Jenkins had a good response. She said, James Cameron's inability to understand what Wonder Woman is, or stands for, to women all over the world is unsurprising, as though he is a great film, filmmaker, he is not a woman. <laughs> strong women are great. His praise of my film Monster and our portrayal of a strong yet damaged woman was so appreciated. But if women have to always be hard, tough, and troubled to be strong, and we aren't free to be multidimensional or celebrate an icon of women everywhere because she's attractive and loving, then we haven't come very far, have we? I believe women can and should be everything, just like male lead characters should be. There's no right and wrong kind of powerful woman, and the massive female audience who made the film a hit it is can surely choose and judge their own icons of progress. I think she said boom and dropped some sort of microphone. The microphone was dropped. Yeah. But yeah, that would make Wonder Woman, in Cameron's version, like the Superman of Zack Snyder, where she's uh, dark and conflicted. like, And that's not what I want to see on screen from Superman or Wonder Woman. Right. Yeah, he should just show his... KFC hole. <laughs> what do you want to talk about now? Uh, Pick a category over there, Disney. I don't have any animation news this week. I do. I do. Animation!
First, first, I want to note that last week, in the episode I was not here for, Cliff clearly stated, run right after the other, that he was fine with his daughter watching DuckTales, and then how much he liked Donald Duck, and who had no pants on, never wears pants, <laughs> and that's totally cool for your daughter to see. Yes. <laughs> I watched a few minutes of DuckTales and yeah. realized that's not for me, but I'm glad really? it's for you guys. Didn't like it. No, I, well, I mean, it just, I don't, like you were like, oh, there's so many layers. I learned the past and all these characters and you already know some of that. So yeah. you're like, that means a lot to you. I, whatever, some ducks, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And <laughs> it's just not for me, but I get it. It did, it did look quality what they were putting out. So yeah. I'm happy that, that they're not just pushing out junk. So great. Great. I'm You're so wow. open to wow. other people's opinions. Wow. Great. I'm glad you have your duck cartoons. <laughs> freaking ducks and like, I like gummy bears. Was gummy bears something? I yeah. vaguely remember like Gummy what? bears was the original, uh, show on the Disney, what mm. became the Disney afternoon. I mean, I almost don't remember much about it except they were in a tree or something. I don't, I don't know. They, uh, didn't wear pants either. Nope. Oh, no pants. Maybe that's what I liked about it. But I wouldn't let my daughter watch it. I'd be so happy to leave the room with it. But yeah, I remember liking that. I don't remember what was happening on it, but I'm sure they'll I, remake I would, it. They, I they would took just, performance enhancing juice yes. and could bounce very they, And they went like, didn't they ride in like a flume or something? <laughs> <laughs> or they shoot themselves out of a tree or I don't remember. I, I would just say this. If you have fond memories <laughs> of gummy bears, maybe don't, when you're 35 or over, don't go back and watch. Oh, I will. Yeah, I'm sure it does not hold up. I, I'm confident. Confident. I don't even remember what the last episode of Rick and Morty was about. I liked Vindicators for sure. I think this might have been the weakest of the season. Oh, it was this him on an adventure with the oh, dad. Jerry. Oh, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Even you can't even help but. Say. And the thing is, poor, uh, the actor who voices Jerry Parnell does lots of voices mm. for like insurance and all. And anytime I hear a commercial, with Chris Parnell trying to sell me something, right. I'm like, oh, Jerry. I know, but like, I'm it just, you. It, this show, yeah, this show has hurt his, his voice <laughs> credibility on other things. Right. I, I still love that show. I've always loved it. I've been, how many times have I been beating the drum for Rick and Morty? Guys, get out there and watch it. You've been missing it for years. I saw an announcement for a Disney, uh, DC animated, their next feature, I believe, will be Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. Also, its own continuity from apart from the yeah. movies. And TV Victorian shows. times, Batman. Uh, I think it was originally Mike Mignola wrote it. Um, it was the first Elseworlds. Yes. Comic. So that's coming if you have interest in that. So there's your animation. Yeah, Boom! I did forget about. That. I saw the movie Anomalisa. Did I love that, that movie. Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, I had a free weekend to some movie channel. Okay. And I'd heard a lot about it, and it's sort of the stop-motion puppetry right. animation. Animated, most realistic sex scene I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> so, yeah, it got great reviews, and I, I I knew I wanted to watch it, and then about I got about a half hour into it, and I didn't know. Hmm. I didn't get it. Right. I'm like, what am I really watching? And I'm not even enjoying it. It's so slow. It's so just downtrodden and this, I feel a this. turn coming on and then now. like the second half hour like it clicked like I get what he's doing now yeah. and I was really into it and like the third half hour was just like uh punch to the gut mm. like turn so like yeah it's it's crazy this animated movie 
can elicit just that, had, yeah. had more emotion for me than many of the Oscar nominees did for whatever year I that thought it came was excellent. out. Yeah, it was it was last year. You know, it wasn't in my top ten, but it was it was close. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I'm glad you saw it. I don't remember it being on anything. Let's go to something else. What we got left? Streaming. Streaming. Comics. Let's do it. Streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. So how far are you guys in Defenders now? I'm done. He's done. Negative three series. Negative three series. Mm -hmm. I watched a couple episodes and fell asleep in one. And that's as far as I probably will get. I might buzz through it. I can fast forward. It's... I what, just, what pleases this guy? He, he, ducks I, don't work. I, well, I will say Ninjas this. They're wearing work. pants. Ninjas yeah. with pants. I will say, with I, pants. I just... I, I knew... I was kind of looking forward to it, actually, but I'd heard so, some bad reviews. But I was still, like, when it started, I didn't care it started with Iron Face. Uh-huh. I, you know, it, you know, when they rolled the credits there at the beginning, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually. The credits are very, very cool in the, for an opening yeah, of a show. I'm like, I'm into this. That was about as far as I was into it. I, I will tell you the first, like I said, the first couple episodes are kind of hard to okay. get through. Um, it does get better. Okay. Uh, I'll read, I'll read. It's not, it's far from perfect. I do, my favorite thing about it was the Daredevil storyline. Um, now can we say that this sets up, I don't know how it ends, so I'm not really spoiling it, but there's a, there's a, and I don't even know how it sets it up, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Cause you're gonna see it anyway, if you haven't already, that this somehow they feel like the next season of Daredevil is gonna be born again. Somebody told me that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, however that, that's one of the highly lauded Daredevil series. I was series. a little disappointed and I really thought the Punisher would show up at some point. Yeah. And he's not in there at all. Yeah. I don't know. It was but, just pretty slow what I saw and I, and I just, I don't love any of them except, I mean I like the Daredevil. Guy, you know, yeah. I liked the first yeah, season. The first season was good. Yeah. Second season was fine. And the, and I real, I real, my favorite of all of them I've said before was the Jessica Jones season. I like that. I like David Tennant and that. I like that, that season. It was the most filled out season for as many episodes as it was. It actually got, was I, interesting I will say throughout. if you didn't like Daredevil season two, there's a good chance you might not like not <laughs> like the defenders. So yeah. what doesn't translate? Like you're not you're not snobby with the movies. Like you love no, all these Captain oh, America yeah. movies. So it's not just being live action. Like I know you don't like the WB shows very much. If you don't like the Netflix shows, and what, it's more what's like the, missing. The WB ones are just so cheesy to me. And this this is not that. They're not. This isn't cheesy. It's just not interesting. Like some. It's so slow. Mm-hmm. And the villains are so boring. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. I haven't watched very far. I feel bad saying this. So I'm more looking at the d- previous seasons. I'm just like, not into it. I wish I was, but there's too much good stuff out there. I watch good stuff all the time. If this was a different time period, this is 10 years ago. This I may think this is great. There's right. too much good stuff I mean, on TV. I, I kind of feel like, as a whole, 
um, this universe needs more villains like David Tennant. Um, I really liked um, the vill- all the villains in Luke Cage, I thought, were better. But yeah, you just kind of generic ninja guys running around. You're always fighting. Like I said last week, it was just like, I am ready for something new. I might try it again. I want, I want to like it is the thing. Cause I like that it's kind of taken more seriously than the WB stuff. So I, mm. I, I like that about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Madame Gao is what a great villain, um, for that universe. Mm. And, and, but yeah, I just, I will return to this after we've seen it more after I've seen more. Um, wet hot American summer was. The 10 years later thing came out a couple weeks ago. I watched all that. Do you never watched any of those, no. did you? If you, if you ever watched anyone, it's more of the same. I love when they say stuff in this, like, they'll be talking and somebody else will say, well, me, da da da. Oh yeah, let's go back to your storyline. They'll just go ahead and say, or they're like, do you remember when that happened? Yeah, that was in the second episode. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's really good. That, I mean, if you like that, if you like the previous, you'll like this. Oh my gosh, so much news. There's, uh, Black Mirror is announced the next season, six episodes. They had like synopsis for each one. What's, who's, you know, a bunch of people, famous people involved. Uh, I think Jodie Foster directs the first episode. And they're just like, it's all written by that same guy. Can't remember his name, but more, more, more good stuff, I'm sure. Uh, Glow season two was confirmed. Ozark season two was confirmed. Uh, that show, Michael Likes Gypsy, was canceled. Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. I like that. Cliffhanger. You you liked it too? Yeah, I, I did like it. Okay. I mean, it's. I heard it's it was there. Heard it had a huge cliffhanger. So yeah, it did. Um, it had an enormous U hanger. Uh, Naomi Naomi Watts. Yeah. She was great. Yeah, I, I like really. Her. I thought she was really really great. But so that's. But yeah, it's canceled. I guess nobody watched it. Except Cliff and Mike. Goal. Sorry. <laughs> I, I Stranger finished, Things. Sorry. I, I finished Ozark season one. Oh, and you loved it. I thought it was really excellent. I loved it. I, I, it was I really was a little bit hesitant those first couple episodes. I said it was just kind of a generic crime story. But by the time we got to that flashback episode and those last couple episodes, I was just like... How many episodes did it take you before you realized the opening thing had to do with the episode? Oh, uh, it was early on because I, then I started... Oh, you're much smarter than I am. It was actually episode, what's the last episode? Ten. Ten? That's the episode that I realized that I was like, oh, there's like a little thing. And by the time it disappears, I'm watching the episode yeah. and I didn't care. And then that last episode, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to stop and look at those things. And sure enough, they happened in the episode. I was like, okay, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I just, I thought the, the Langmore's family, like, oh, that, the story was so good with, you know, Russ. You think he's kind of this dirt bag, but he's trying hard and he's going to mm. change his life and he's going to move to Oregon, right. like be himself finally. And then the girl is, you know, stuck in this terrible family, but she has ambitions. It's like, there's just real human tragedy there in the yeah. wake of these, uh, drug cartels. And Jason Bateman is so pleasant to watch. Like he's such a good, he's such a good everyman to, I, I enjoy him. The, Stranger Things season three and four were basically announced. That's, wow. they're a- acting like that's how many seasons they were going to be. Just four. But, so that's happening. Netflix. This is all Netflix. Um, the, a Steven Soderbergh Western series called Godless 
with Jeff Daniels. And I guess this has been in the hopper for a while. I've been trying to get this made. But, um, so a Western, I like Westerns. I heard there's no robots. I'm a little miffed. <laughs> but November 22nd for that. That's not, you know, I'm into that. Um, on Prime, I, you guys didn't mention Good Omens. They're going to make Good Omens. Did you see that? No. The Terry Pratchett, Neil Gaiman huh. book. Yeah. You did not see this, Cliff? Do you nope. know what Good Omens is? Not a clue. That I read the, it back in the day. That was the first Neil Gaiman novel I read and it I don't want to say it changed my life but I was an English major at the time and reading you know, ridiculous English literature and all right. this stuff and reading that I thought this is how writing should be yeah like it's so smart but so simple as well and like it changed the way I write personally and changed the way I even look at a lot of fiction because I'm like it doesn't have to be dumb or simplistic but it can still be hilarious and really deep and have a lot going on. It doesn't have to be highfalutin ten dollar words and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so this is this that is, one. Yeah, that one's back when I'm board. sure it's about the same time frame back then. I was reading all of Neil Gaiman's books, so this was one that I gobbled up. But it's uh, well, the premise is basically the Antichrist is born and somehow it gets mixed up that they think the wrong kid is the antichrist i'm trying to struggle with the exact plot but uh there's a there's an angel and a demon um uh azarophily and crowley they you know are watch i don't don't remember whether they're watching the wrong kid or whether they're watching the right kid or whatever but basically people think this one kid is the antichrist and it's some other kid is raised by the wrong people like what if the antichrist was raised by People that weren't, you know, mm-hmm. pushing all the bad stuff. You know, anyway, it was a, it was a good book. But casting, this is a, I'm I'm feel so glad you guys haven't heard this. Yeah. Casting as the angel is Michael Sheen, Ooh. who did such a good job as the robot bartender <laughs> on Passenger. The best thing about that movie. <laughs> and Crowley is David Tennant. Oh. So there you go. Hmm. Those are two quality actors that. It's going to be six one-hour episodes on Amazon Prime. So I don't know when, but it was announced. So I'm I'm into that. One to Hulu. Uh, the a Castle Rock series they're coming out with. They cast Alan Pangborn, the sheriff of uh, Castle Rock. Isn't that the name of the town? Is that is it Castle Rock? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't know who that guy is though. Uh, oh man, he's the, he re- repeatedly. <laughs> We're gonna die. Go on. <laughs> Alan Pangborn, he was the sheriff in Needful Things and Dark Half. Um, he was played previously by Ed Harris in Needful Things movie and Michael Rooker in the Dark Half movie. Uh, okay. So now it's gonna be Scott Glenn, who's, who's Steak. Uh, <laughs> And Lock and Key, also on Hulu, coming cast Nina Lock, the mother in the show, is going to be Frances O'Connor, who was, if you might know her from Conjuring 2, she was in that, been in things years before. I feel like we've talked about Lock and Key since, like, our first couple episodes. Yes. I feel like we've been waiting on this for, or you have been waiting on this for a long time. Right. And I, I gotta ask before we get out of streaming, Cliff, what, isn't there supposed to be a Disney streaming service coming? What are they gonna call it? What is it? Uh, it has not been named yet. And I, 
I know. Um, I was under the impression they're like taking all the Disney stuff and putting it on there. But then I've heard since then that Netflix is making a deal with them. They're still going to keep their stuff. Well, I, so why or, is anybody going to go there? Originally, well, when they first announced the streaming service, the first show I that was really named was a new Mickey Mouse Club. Mm. Um, after that, I hadn't really heard much about it until this Netflix deal went through. And then, you know, it wasn't but a few days after Disney said they were pulling everything from Netflix that then they were in negotiation, negotiations to save Marvel and Star Wars stuff on Netflix. So I don't know. Well, if they were going to have a streaming service, don't you think it should just be everything they got? Like we, ha- this is it guys. This is what you've been waiting for. This Disney's streaming service. <laughs> If everybody's going to get it, it has to have all the Disney, Marvel, Star Wars stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that would work because, I mean, there is such a thing as, like, the Disney Movie Club. Um, there are, you know, every time... You get in the vault? Yeah. Every time you buy... Just so you know, you know that that's what they should call it. The Disney Vault? The Vault, yeah. Yes, yeah. even I know that. Yeah, I... I mean, I, does that mean they bring it out a show every seven years and then they take it, take it, it away? It should just be everything. No, it should just be everything <laughs> yeah, I, all I, the I, time. You pay every month just to have it all there at your fingertips. Yeah, it would definitely be uh, a different take on how they've done things for, you know, 80, 80 plus years. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. Do you have something specific? Well, you got a whole list of stuff. Uh, just some comics, but okay, well, that we didn't get comics. to last We haven't done time, comics for a long comics, time. Comics. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> uh, kind of quickly, this all this Marvel Legacy stuff is going on. Uh, still no Fantastic Four, hmm. which the people thought maybe that would be the big I don't news item. That it's not going to be because they are not going to give Sony a dime. So yeah, they're, apparently there was a big article in Newsarama that they've they went and actually did some journalism and interviewed people that were around. And this Tom Brevoort, you know, he's editor whatever level editor he is. <laughs> I for, just I just want to. Point out, I did not know how the correct way to pronounce his name. I didn't was. either, but I like glossed over. I thought it, it was it had a P in it. Doesn't have a P in it. Breve, Breve Fort is how I've always said it in my head. B R E V O R O O R T. I thought it had a P in it. I see. We've shined a light on it that I probably pronounced. I'm looking it up while you talk. But yeah, he's for a year. People have been asking him, "Is there a Fantastic Four? Fantastic Four?" And he just keeps, "Oh, there's too low sales and like a disconnect with today's audience." And, you know, that's because nobody buys it. It's not, that's the only reason it's canceled. It's not because evil villain <laughs> named Perlmutter <laughs> is keeping it from our clutches. Perlmutter. Perlmutter. <laughs> and then they interviewed Jonathan Hickman, who wrote an amazing run on Fantastic Four. Some of the best recent Marvel stuff that went on for a long time was just really epic in scope and just a really emotional story. And then he's basically left mainstream comics. He's just doing his own thing. But he, his quote was, I think it's pretty common knowledge at this point that Marvel isn't publishing Fantastic Four because of their disagreement with Fox. While it bums me out, I completely understand because, well, it isn't like they're not acting out of cause. Fox needs to do a better job there. 
So he's insulting Marvel and Fox. But, yeah, so... He basically... It was like... It became news. He said what everyone kind of already knows. Yeah. But this is somebody, you know, in the know, whatever. But apparently Hickman met up with Jim Lee at some point right after or before Comic-Con. And there's rumors going around he might be coming back to one of the big two to either have his own title. Uh, Legion of Superheroes has been thrown around because mm-hmm. that is would be his wheelhouse. He's epic cosmic stories with big mm-hmm. casts. I think he'd do pretty well on that. And... The other story that was kind of whirling around recently was, is, is Batman a metahuman? <laughs> uh, this show, Suicide Squad number 22, uh, uh, what's her name? Amanda Waller is barking orders to the Suicide Squad and she says, quote, apprehend two metahuman targets talking about Killer Frost and Batman. So people are like, what does that mean? Is Batman, are you, and that's just a turn of phrase, but, um, it ties into the that dark days and the metal story that's going on right now. They are kind of redefining what a meta is. And there's this weird bat cult that has spanned, you know, multiple realities that kind of tie together with this weird yeah, multidimensional thing going on. And there's some kind of metal in the bloodstream of all metas, which when they brought the Joker back, they used this Dionysium like a Lazarus pit kind of thing. And that's how they kind of restored Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. after a the horrible battle. So people were like, well, if he has this Dionysium in him, he's got this metal. He's got these midichlorians running through him. So maybe, <laughs> exactly ba- what I was yeah, maybe they're trying to say Batman's a meta now. And that became for a couple of days. It was big news until the, the writer of suicide squad, Rob Williams said, quote, people are reading too much into this. And then Scott Snyder, who is kind of the, Mm-hmm. Brain behind all things Batman and metal tweeted he is not meta. So people had fun for a couple of days or went apoplectic for a couple of days thinking they have ruined my Batman. <laughs> I haven't read any of the metal stuff, um, but I did see a photo of a alternate dimension Batman, the Batman who laughs. And that was like the scariest thing I have seen in a comic in a long time. I mean, that was just, I can't believe DC would even put, would put that out there. Yeah, I was gonna, I wanted to get into the metal, but I know Michael's read it, so we'll wait till he comes back and we'll kind of review it, but it was a good story. Yeah. I, the, the kind of the last page made all the news, the big surprise they stuck in there, mm-hmm. but it's, I, they said this week, I guess DC wanted to call it Dark Crisis. They want, they, you know, that big a scale, yeah. it's a crisis level thing. But they, the writers thought it fit better, some other version. They didn't want to tie it to all this history of what, you know, what a crisis, crisis the word crisis means something in this line of books. So yeah, DC wanted that sales bump by calling it a crisis and making it super important. Uh, so yeah, I guess we can talk to Michael and we can review some more of the intricacies of that book. And Secret Empire number 10 comes out next week. So we can, when that wraps up, we can kind of review that as well. But there are a couple other kind of big books launched very recently. Mr. Miracle mm-hmm. launched, and I sold out within two days. Wow. It was really hot. It's that Tom King, yeah. the writer of Batman and Vision and a lot of very acclaimed books recently. And Mitch Gerards was the artist. And, I mean, I, I my initial order was pretty good 
for what I thought, you know, Mr. Miracle would, would, would be, people be interested in. And then I start hearing all this buzz and I up my orders and they still sold out. So it's kind of an obscure character and a a very different take on things, but people really seem to click with it. Uh, they launched Go Go Power Rangers just started. The set during the first year of the show when they're all still in high school. So we're in more of the younger years, more of the origin years. Uh, they did the Edge of Venomverse miniseries just came out. So we're about to launch into that Everyone is Venom miniseries. But they did a five-part miniseries that introduced these different characters who have been venomized. They did a Deadpool Venom and a Wolverine Venom and all kind of different Venomy kind of characters. So... The actual miniseries hasn't even started yet. We're just on the edge of Venomverse. We've just dipped our toes into the Venomverse. We're <laughs> we're we're just we're still getting there. Uh, and they also the Generations books are all coming out at the moment. Where that was Marvel's big thing. The we talked about before, where the classic versions of the characters and the legacy versions of the characters are meeting. What's been out so far? Uh, the first one was Hulk, I think. Hulk, they've put out Thor, uh, Wolverine, and next week I think it's Hawkeye will be out by the time this is out. So it's they've been interesting. I remember the hype leading into it. They were saying these, these aren't like time travel. These aren't Elseworld stories. These aren't these stories mean something. But each one of them so far has been like the Hulk one is set. You know, Bruce is rampaging through the desert, and Thunderbolt Ross is after him. The Wolverine one, he's in, he's in Japan somewhere in the brown costume back in the 80s. Oh, there's a Phoenix one as well. It's set right before she goes Dark Phoenix. So it's these younger characters kind of just materializing back in the, an important part of history for the main characters. And they know the future, but the other ones don't. So it's whether, you know, do you tell them how their futures are going to unfold or, you know, they, they, Meeting their idols, sort of thing, in their prime. So they've all they've been interesting. I don't know how vital they are to what's next. They don't seem to be a super important key book, but all the stories have been pretty solid so far. The Thor one, especially, I thought was really good. Uh, DC all this month has celebrated Jack Kirby's 100th birthday, which will be August 28th. Will be the King's 100th birthday. Uh, they put out specials for New Gods, The Sandman, Dark Side. So the, each week this month they put out a new special with modern artists reinterpreting him and then a backup story featuring some of the original art. So just, uh, you know, celebrating Jack's accomplishments. Um, and another couple launches, uh, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man has had three issues come out so far and it's about my favorite book that has been out here lately. Writer Chip Zdarsky, another name I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce, but sounds good to me. Uh, and artist Adam Kubert. This is where we'll see we need Mike Oran. <laughs> mm, yeah, he's good at the pronunciation. The best. <laughs> yeah, how did Pepitos become Palm? I, yeah, that's there was no M in Pepito. These are mysteries yeah. <laughs> only Michael can solve. <laughs> there wasn't an O either, but it no. became Palmpito. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it kind of is a throwback story. Felt very nostalgic to me. Like, this is my Spider-Man. Within the first couple pages, he's hanging out with Johnny Storm on a rooftop and they're arguing about, you know, how he, how well he controls his powers. 
And Peter's like, didn't you burn down a bar one time? He's like, at one time, it was an accident. And it had a little footnote, like, see Daredevil issue two something. I'm like, finally. I was like, what? I that, love that. That throws back to a story I remember. Like, that they're wow. dropping, you know, I was like, oh, that's amazing. I miss that stuff. I miss, when I, when I go back, like, I'll be buying old issues here and there to fill in gaps. And I really miss reading those issues, you know, seeing those and having all the, the, uh, um, editorials throughout and telling you, oh, go see this or this last issue and that ish, you know, and all, yeah. that, all that stuff. I, I want that. But yeah, that Marvel's like, they don't want to admit they have a history. Like mm. everything's fresh and new and just starting for all these young readers. But like, you have to, you have to embrace, you know, things have yeah. happened in the past oh and, I, and just even that little bit from the first couple pages, I was hooked, and it's been very well done so far. It's it's Great been letter. funny. No, no, I didn't write a letter. <laughs> that one should have got a letter. <laughs> Maybe after the first story arc, I'll send him a nice letter. Yeah, I want to see that actually. And then uh, also, Spider Man Two has just started. Uh, Brian Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. Uh, when when Peter Parker first met Miles Morales. This has been years ago in this, in the miniseries Spider-Man. Uh, that was the first crossover between the 616 and the Ultimate Universe. At the end of that one, Peter went home and he had, what, is there Miles in my universe? And apparently it showed him Googling it and he was shocked by what he found when he Googled it. And then it was to be continued basically. And it has been literally years, maybe four or five years since that ended. And they're finally going back to it. So Bendis is picking up on, yeah, Spider-Man 2. And again, the first issue was just really solid. Bendis writes Spider-Man very well. There was a great joke in there. He made some kind of reference that Miles didn't get. And Pete swings by and he's like, some of these are just for me, kid, alright? And it just, it just made me smile. Like, mm. he just, all these riffs and jokes that he makes, like, they're not for the public. They're just right. to entertain himself. Yeah. So, I definitely appreciated that. So, yeah, those are just a few of the, uh, big new issues coming out. But again, the biggest Marvel's Secret Empire is just about to wrap up, and Dark Days Metal is just about to start, but more on that soon on your favorite podcast here. Cool. Which one is that? I'm going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think we have, we've met our quota here. I think so. I've got more. I was going to add some Star Wars. We'll save it. I was, one thing I will just say is the Space Wars are fake, so don't worry <laughs> about it. I want to assure everyone everything is fine. It's, you know, a little cold in here, but I'm okay with it. Just go on about your business. There's nothing, no, uh, nothing going on now, out see, there. See, that's what a reptilian would say. <laughs> I, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> if Ronald was here right now, he'd be pulling on some face. Yeah. <laughs> I go left, you go right. We'll try to, get, we'll try to grab his face. <laughs> That's it, man. He always does dress warm too. He always wears he jackets and coats, even when it's warm. I have out. freaking long. He has long sleeves on. Oh my god! <laughs> He's got long johns on right now. It's you August. guys think we're joking? All right, Ronald, if you're listening and your head plate, we're gonna need we're gonna need some serious firepower here. Oh, nothing to worry about, guys. Uh, that's it. Take us out with some power of love. And, uh, what do we? <laughs> and if anyone get, figures out why I said that, uh, comment. <laughs> 
Uh, hashtags. I didn't write any down. Michael wasn't here. Oh, there wasn't. The hashtag, machine wasn't here. No hashtag velvet table <laughs> or hashtag dueling francos. Which do we like? Ooh, dueling francos sounds good. Enough. All right. So if you share this episode on your version of social media, please use the hashtag dueling francos and help us get the word out about evil James Franco. <laughs> Oh, They're both can... evil, James Franco. Right? That's exact. <laughs> that's the thing. They're both evil. As always, I am Jordan Lowe. My name is Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Goodbye forever. the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only sounds music and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders all original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com